Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to keep pretending it's 2017. That's right. Hey, it's it's not so bad here. Everyone's listening to Despacito. We're out playing games in 1080p and uh, definitely still watching long-form gaming news content on YouTube. <laughs> hey, if ignoring the march of time can work for Nintendo, it can work for us, damn it. I mean, uh, maybe. I don't know if it's really working for us or not. Uh, Nintendo's legendary ability to sell dated hardware is confusing the world all over again after a new round of rumors reinforced the narrative that they were on the verge of launching a 4K-enabled Switch in 2021. Plans they backed away from at the last minute for reasons unknown. So spooky. How reliable are these rumors? And even if they are or were true, why would Nintendo back off of a power upgrade for the Switch Something pretty much all of us are excited to throw a lot of money at. And this report will address all of these questions and take a practical look at when Nintendo might actually announce a Switch successor and what that successor might actually look like. Yeah, but first we got to cover the news that kicked off all the rumors in the first place. And for that, we got to bring in our staff, internet rheumologist, Yami. Uh, Yami, how's the tea these days? Tepid, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Digital Foundry's John Linneman gave 2021's tea a little microwave heat in their most recent podcast by saying the following. From what I can understand from talking to different developers is that there was some sort of mid-generation switch update planned at one point, and that is, seems to no longer be happening. Lindman goes on to say that because of this, Nintendo is likely now prepping a full successor to the Switch rather than the Switch Pro model that was rumored to launch in 2021. That's pretty neat. Always good to hear behind the scenes stuff, but it's kind of not really new information, is it? Not really, no. It's more of a reminder where that particular narrative left off. These rumors trace back to a March 2021 report from Bloomberg, which claimed that Nintendo was prepping an upgraded Switch for release that holiday. The new Switch would include NVIDIA's DLSS technology to upscale the little guy's graphics to 4K, but then months passed without any announcement or even acknowledgement from Nintendo. It got extra weird in September when Bloomberg followed it up by reporting that 11 game companies currently had a 4K development kit from Nintendo, tools for a console that apparently did not exist. That's when Nintendo finally acknowledged the rumors by tweeting out that the Bloomberg report was not true. A rare step for a company that generally ignores near-constant rumors about what they're up to. Yeah, and still, with Lineman's comment, we keep seeing evidence that Nintendo was, at one point in time, planning a 4K-capable Switch with improved hardware performance despite their apparent denial of Bloomberg's reporting. Yeah, so what gives? One of those situations. Why would Nintendo back off a desperately needed hardware revision to a console that could, at this point, really use an upgrade? <laughs> Well, first of all, no foolish mortal on this earth can dare to understand what the hell Nintendo does and why. We don't know. <laughs> it's always a mystery. You got to execute some kind of soul pact with whatever demon's currently walking around in Shigeru Miyamoto's <laughs> skin to understand what they're going to do next. <laughs> but we can make a few educated guesses. Now, the most obvious reason that Nintendo might hold off of a new Switch is that the old Switch is still selling completely through. Or rather, it was selling through. The company told investors in May 2021, pretty much smack in the middle of when all these Switch Pro rumors were going around, that they couldn't even produce enough Switches to fill current demand thanks to semiconductor shortages. If we presume those same supply constraints would also apply to a theoretical Switch Pro, that means that they would have to divide up their semiconductor supply between production of two models. It's also likely that a newer, better performing model would have a lower profit margin than the older model, which has maintained its launch price of $300. That means 
that Nintendo would theoretically lose money on hardware sales by cannibalizing their old Switch sales for Switch Pro sales. I just realized they haven't discounted that thing in five years. Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. And the hardware has probably gotten way cheaper to make. That's wild. Uh, anyways, what Nintendo did end up doing is launching the OLED Switch yeah. at the higher price point of 350 bucks in October 2021. Pretty brilliant, really. Honestly, as a business move, they found a way to introduce a new model of Switch at a higher price point by swapping out the screen, something that presumably was not supply constrained. So they got an even bigger profit margin on their hardware without having to upgrade to more expensive parts. Minus the screen, obviously. Yeah, but probably wasn't 50 bucks. So they still got more profits off of it. Yeah, Uh, that was way, way back in 2021. Gosh, who can remember that? It's 2023 now. And uh, the Switch's sales performance is starting to change. But we will get to that in just a bit when it comes to speculating on when Nintendo will actually update this damn thing. So for now, we can dream about what the next Switch might be. Uh, We can assume a performance boost of some kind at this point. Uh, Even if Nintendo largely ignores cutting-edge technology, it is really long overdue. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I I would love to see an updated Switch. Uh, Recent software releases like Bayonetta 3 or Xenoblade 3, they're exciting and I want to play them, but... It's just not as compelling to play them on six-year-old hardware. So who knows? More horsepower might have even made Pokemon Violet and Scarlet less embarrassing. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, In the same Digital Foundry video, Richard Ledbetter mentioned NVIDIA's Jetson Nanos processor as one that really looks like the next generation Switches. He reckons it's at least twice as powerful as the current Switch, likely more. We can also safely assume that backwards compatibility would be mandatory for whatever Nintendo is doing next as safely as you can assume anything about what Nintendo is doing next. The Switch is a breakout success for Nintendo. At 114 million units, the Switch is officially Nintendo's highest selling home console ever. The software side is huge as well, with 917 million software units sold. Folks have invested a lot of money into software libraries that Nintendo will want to roll over into whatever its generation is next. Yeah, it's a pretty established trend for Nintendo. The Wii U was totally backwards compatible with the Wii, which was a breakout success for them. Same story with the 3DS to the original DS. Every time something blows up, they want to carry that over into the next thing for sure. That makes sense. Uh, What we do not know is if the next Switch will retain the Switch's form factor or if it'll be some Wii U-styled monstrosity that crams in the total backwards compatibility alongside a complete raft of new, weird, confusing hardware features like Nintendo loves. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait to see this new thing that could have just been a twice as powerful switch and somehow it's like an orb with holes on every side (laughs) that like makes these weird quick like clicks and chirps. It's a magic eight ball. Miyamoto's done it again. Yeah. So this is actually more of a question mark than usual for Nintendo since whatever switch successor we'll be dealing with will be the first console launch fully under the purview of Nintendo's current president, Shuntaro Furukawa. Oh yeah, Nintendo's previous president, uh, Satoru Iwata, guided the company by the Blue Ocean strategy. So while other companies, in this case, Sony and Microsoft, fought over established markets in the Red Ocean, Nintendo tried to find hidden markets that weren't even established yet. The Blue Ocean that had no predators or competition. Yeah, it worked marvelously for them with the Wii, the DS, and the Switch. A little less so with the Wii U, but boom and bust is sort of part of the strategy. You can't really separate it. Nawada would say that <laughs> when the Wii U didn't sell. Yeah, regardless, uh, Furukawa hasn't spoken publicly about his management philosophy yet. Will he stick to that Blue Ocean strategy that gave Nintendo its biggest successes and high-profile failures? Or will he play it safe and release something predictable 
but potentially unexciting. Yeah, I mean, if it were me and it's the first project under my watch, I'd want the numbers. I'd probably play it safe and just release a Super Switch. But again, Nintendo, who knows? And if, if they found such success by rolling the dice, it makes sense they'd want to keep rolling it. So I don't know, time will tell on that one. Speaking of time, when can we expect to get any kind of news on what Nintendo's working next? Yami, please tell me. Well, we really didn't expect a Switch Pro back in 2021 because, like we said, Nintendo was selling every Switch they could possibly make. That's not really the case anymore, though. Nintendo announced in November 2022 that console sales dropped almost 20% year over year from first half fiscal 2021. They also revised their total hardware sales forecast down from 21 million to 19 million. So not only is Nintendo no longer supply constrained, but they're revising their own sales targets down. It seems like the Switch is finally losing some momentum and creating the sales dip we expected to see before Nintendo started moving towards a new hardware platform. Basically, we've gone from the next Switch being nowhere in sight to potentially just being on the horizon. Uh, Nintendo's revenues are still doing just fine, meaning there's really not a lot of heat on them currently to launch new products. Yeah, even though hardware sales were down, their net profits were actually up 34% year over wow. year. And that's thanks partly to the breakout success of Splatoon 3, which sold almost 8 million units. That particular financial report doesn't even include Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which did even better. They sold 10 million copies in the first 72 hours on the market. That game was totally broken. Yeah, and everybody yeah. hated that game, and then it sold 10 million copies. <laughs> wow. So Nintendo's fiscal 2022 is locked in, and of course... They have probably one of the biggest system sellers ever, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on deck to launch in fiscal 2023. Plus, probably like four half-finished Pokemon games that'll sell really well, too. <laughs> so we're going to allow that crappy Pokemon that they keep selling. Even though Nintendo's hardware sales are slowing down, their software sales are doing great, which means the market doesn't need new hardware to keep buying games. That means that Nintendo's profits aren't in immediate jeopardy, which means they yet again have very little reason to rush a transition to the next generation, especially when Nintendo has struggled maintaining console momentum in the past. Yeah, yeah, like we said before, moving from the Wii to the Wii U was a pretty legendary business fumble, so it is conceivable Nintendo would want to stick to what works for as long as they can this time around. If they were to push a hardware transition early and it goes way, way bad, it could sidetrack what would have been another great performing year if they just stuck to the hardware that was working. Because of these factors, we really don't see a Switch successor hitting the market in 2023. Mid to late 2024 kind of feels like the earliest time window we might realistically see what Nintendo's working on next. Yeah, if there's no fire under them, I have to presume that they would then tie the launch of the hardware to system moving software. And uh, they're already missing the Zelda boat to launch the new console. You know, they, they did that dual release thing a couple of times uh, with Zelda, uh, with Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild. Uh, so I thought they might do that with this one, but apparently not. Beyond that, and if we're just going by sales, it's possible that Nintendo's prepping Mario Kart 9 or maybe a new Animal Crossing to launch with whatever the next Switch will be. Yeah, lump it all together and you get our very brave and probably very accurate prediction a Switch successor in late 2024, launching with a new Mario Kart and or Animal Crossing. So, question for the audience and for Lawrence and Yami, what do you want from the next Switch, Yami? Mine is very simple. I don't need 4K. I don't need a new console. Literally, please just make the controllers, the little Joy-Cons, have like a little grip. It's like a little rubberized grip or something? Like I bought special Joy-Cons that are like third party that they have like junk in the trunk and I'm able to actually uh. grab them like a controller. <laughs> like, cause I feel myself developing the carpal tunnel when I'm just holding those Joy-Cons. I 
That's it. That's all I want. Okay. <laughs> Thick controller. Yeah. What about you, Lawrence? You know it's tough now because uh, I have a Steam Deck, which uh, essentially accesses Microsoft's ecosystem. So I get my software there, clouds or save syncs. Same with Steam. So that's kind of become the the desktop plus mobile experience that I've I've leaned into so hard. So for the next Switch, I'm probably only going to get it for Nintendo exclusives. And from that perspective, I just want it to be better. <laughs> just, just run better, damn it. The games like have kept it where it, ma- where it matters. Like Bayonetta 3 is still 60 hertz. It's grainy as hell, but it still plays really well and a lot of its virtues still shine through. But I cannot play those games and not constantly think about how much better the experience could be if only it kicked up a notch. Um, and like Tears of the Kingdom, it's gonna be tragic. After playing Breath of the Wild in like 120 frames per second, uh, 1440p resolution, that game is gorgeous. And if I got to go from that to the sequel, which I'm really excited for, but to go from that to like 20 FPS, 720p, it's 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 going to be a bummer. It's going to be wasted potential. And that's what sucks when I'm playing a game, thinking about how amazing it could be if only it were just on a bit of a more powerful platform. That was me with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Allow me to inject a little chaos into this. <laughs> so since the Wii sold crazy amounts of units that I felt they could maybe take a chance on the Wii U, right? Nintendo was like, hey, we made billions of dollars on the Wii, so let's take a chance on the Wii U. Well, they also made billions of dollars on the Switch. So do you think they'll take another chance like they did with the Wii U on the Switch U? You think the next Switch will be some crazy bullshit that nobody wants because (laughs) they made so much on the Switch? Um, I I tend to think what Lawrence said is correct, which is they will probably just play it safe and be like, hey, now it's 1080p or whatever. Um, but maybe they take a chance and do something fucking weird. And then we all go, huh? <laughs> I mean, I if they want to keep tradition going, yeah, they should do that. Yeah. Because then one release is weird. One release is good. One release is weird. They should keep doing it. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> well, my patrons aren't buying another Switch unless it does 8K. Lord War, Christian Morgan Anderson, Cody Jost, Baron 5X. They have high standards. They do, and... uh all right, don't tell anyone. This is ultra secret, but all of my patrons all have uncles that work for Nintendo, and they already have the next Switch. That's right, they're playing it right now. Ryan Derriberry, Brian Cosner, Tony Varela, and Kyle Heaton. I am so jealous, but you got to tell me everything. Give me all the details. 